Hello, and welcome to Rewired, a brand new podcast. Whether you are a baby boomer or a millennial, planning ahead or already enjoying retirement, this show is designed to inspire your imagination with helpful information to invite you to live your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess Dale. Welcome to the new month of October, probably my favorite month of the year because it's really autumn. <laughs> now, I know many of us have been distracted and caught up with all of the roller coaster news of the past week. So, now let's focus on the fact this is Residence Awareness Month for people in long term care. It is also International Dinosaur Month, which probably means nothing to you unless you have a grandkid. <laughs> It is also Medicare Open Enrollment Month. Now, that doesn't technically start till October 15th, but this is your chance to review your prescription drug and health coverage plans. And if you want to get a head start for 2024, simply go to Medicare.gov. Now, this week, October 1st through the 7th, is also Banned Books Week. Hence the title of this episode, the theme, Let Freedom Read. Now, I'm having a real challenge with this because I'm a bibliophile. I have more books than anything else. That's where all of my extra spending goes. And yet there is a rise in the country towards more restrictions with book bannings in libraries and classrooms around the country. So the Banned Books Week theme is Let Freedom Read. And I was stunned to realize that two of the children's books now banned are Charlotte's Web and The Wizard of Oz. Now, Wizard of Oz may seem pretty innocent to you and me, and we've watched it most of our lives and show other people, kids and grandkids, but it was banned because, oh, this is hard for me to even say, it was banned because of the strong female characters the use of magic, and the promotion of socialist values and attribution of human characteristics to animals. I don't get it. Then on the mystery side, some of the recent banned books or stories were Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night, one of my favorite, Edgar Allan Poe's story, short story, Telltale Heart, and Holmes' Study in Scarlet. And then among last year's list of banned books were three classics, in my opinion, Catcher in the Rye, To Kill a Mockingbird, and Catch-22. Now, it may not surprise you that Banned Books Week, I don't know how long ago this was established, but within this week, it is also today, October 5th, National Teachers Day. So it makes me think about my favorite teacher, and I bet you had someone who inspired you. I've had teachers who were educators and who were inspirational role models for me and remained friends. And I'd love it if you would like to write me at yourliferewired at gmail.com and tell me about your favorite teacher and tell me which is the title of your favorite band book? Today we have a very special guest and 
and he is special to this podcast because he's our very own announcer, Don Converse. And I've invited Don to be on the show today so he could share with you his personal experience about recent scamming and spamming. As I mentioned, our special guest today is someone special to our podcast. I have invited our announcer, Don Converse, to come on the show as a guest so that he could tell his own personal stories that relate to our theme this week of scam and spam. So welcome back, Don. Hi, Duchess. Nice to be a guest, not just the announcer, but I do love announcing for you. Thank you. Some of you may know that I'm an actor. I do stage screen television modeling voiceover work. And in order to do my job, I subscribe to several casting sites where I can apply for roles that different movie companies, TV studios advertise on. Recently, I applied for a modeling job. And incidentally, this modeling job The advertisement was for older models. And I said, I fit that. They said that they are looking for male models in particular. And so I applied. Within 24 hours, I got an answer from someone who said they were the representative for this photo shoot. It was a clothing manufacturer out of France. He represented a photography studio, a huge one in the United Kingdom. I, of course, looked up both their websites to see if this was legit. They were. Clothing manufacturer is huge, and the photography studio had several locations, very impressive website. And I thought, oh, this is great. I was feeling really good. And they were going to pay me quite a bit of money. The photo shoot was to take place in Georgia. And they were going to cover travel costs, lodging, etc. All good so far. They sent me a contract about how long it would take. They sent me the schedule. It was very well done. And I signed the contract. I'm communicating with this man who supposedly was with the photography studio Uh and he communicated by text and email. As we got into this farther, more and more things started coming up. First of all, I asked some people, friends, what they thought of this. They said, be careful. There's a lot of scams going on out there. And I thought he was being careful. Then he said, here's how it works. I'm going to send you uh, part of your money up front, mail it to you, and enough money to pay a travel agency that they were going to set up to handle my travel and lodging in Georgia. Little unusual because there's not a whole lot of travel agencies for all now. <laughs> not in this digital age. I would have thought yeah. they handled it themselves. So I thought, okay, this that was the first yellow flag. But since I had looked up the websites and all that, I, I felt safe uh, that this was legit. When I got the check from these people, that's when the red flag appeared. 
The check was written from a beauty salon in Florida. Well, 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 (laughs) I hear you correctly. So you've got an international modeling gig that's going to shoot in Georgia here in the United States. But your check was coming from a beauty salon in Florida. There you go. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And it was sent from another state. It was sent from Michigan to, to here. I guess they're covering their tracks somehow. I got that check immediately with the red flag appearing. I contacted the state attorney general's office. On their site, they said, please contact the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, the, the FBI, uh, which I did. The FCC told me I should also contact the Secret Service of all people. Uh, When I contacted the Secret Service, they said, yes, this is exactly what they do. Because it was an overseas, supposedly overseas company that he was represented, and all this took place on the internet, this is the kind of things that they would handle. And they ask a bunch of questions and so forth. In the meantime, I contacted, looked up again, the photography studio, uh-huh. found out they had a office in the United States. I contacted that office. The lady that answered the phone, I told them what I was about to do. And are they aware of it? And she said right away, Oh my gosh, do not do anything. This guy has done this with us before. He has nothing to do with our company. This is a scam. (laughs) And of course, everybody said, including her, do not cash this check. Because what he wants to do, his instructions were put the, the check in your account, then send us a copy of the deposit slip. And what does the deposit slip have on it? Your account number. There you go. My account oh, number, company number, and, and all this. They would have access to potentially hacking your bank account once oh, you sure. deposited that check. Oh, my They would God. go in, get their money and my money all out of that account. This is a scam. And reason I wanted to t- tell it on your show was this is a scam that targeted an older person. Right. And regardless that it was the modeling business, but it would, they were targeting an older person thinking that I would not catch on to all. Oh my goodness. What an amazing story and how intricate in the details that these scammers went to, to try and cover their tracks and to try and fool you about this. I imagine that this happens more and more often that the FBI told you that this is typical these days. Since then, in just the past few days, I had another one exactly the same except for where the shoot would take place. The Secret Service told me that these kind of scams are called money mule Money mule, like M-U-L-E, money mule? I'm the mule. I'm carrying their money around, delivering it to wherever they they want to deliver it. Like the Clint Eastwood movie I saw where he was delivering money for the the mob. Oh, my. (laughs) This is all on 
on uh, the internet nowadays. So the FCC got back with me, the state attorney general. They also told me to contact the Florida attorney general because that check was written in a Florida account. I the, see. Secret, the Secret Service was very helpful. At least I didn't lose any money. And I'm very thankful for that. I am thankful that you're willing to tell this story to our listeners because the hackers, spammers, those folks that do not mean well for us are getting more and more creative. And as you pointed out, seem to be targeting older people thinking, oh, they're not going to know how to research this. They're not going to follow through on this. I'm really glad that you're willing to share it. One little thing that just happened yesterday to me, and this may sound familiar to a lot of folks, is I'm on Facebook. I get in Facebook Messenger, I get a message from a friend who I'm friends with on Facebook. I haven't seen them in quite a while and talked to them for quite a while, but they sent me a message saying, hi, Don, how are you? A long time since I've talked to you. How is your family? Anybody that knows me know my family consists of my wife, my dog, and I. That seemed kind of strange that she would ask this. Uh, And I said, oh, great. And I jumped into it. Nice to hear from you. Uh, uh, How is your family? How's your husband? I'm asking these things. She continued the conversation. What have you been doing lately? And I told her about the recent uh, play I did in Santa Fe and so forth. I said, well, how about you? Uh, What's going on? Here's what she said. Oh, not doing much. I'm looking for people who need grant money that I have. I stopped right there. Mm. This sounded like another money mule type thing. They're trying to give me grant money. If this this person knows me, they're not going to uh, try to give me money. Right, This would never come up. If this happens to you, do what I did. Contact the the person and say, somebody's using your Facebook site to try to scam other people. So that's what I did. I think I could never be caught in a scam. But when a friend says, hey, how are you doing? And you go along with it. That situation has happened to me a few times on Facebook. I think the algorithms and I think people know how to hack into that and whatever the techno side of that is and what I do. And again, it's usually someone, somehow they know it's someone in your contact list and someone you haven't connected with perhaps for a while. So when someone sends me, hi, how are you? What's new? I respond in conversation. Then about the third sentence, something flags it for me. So I will ask a question that I know only the real person would know the answer to. If this person is married to someone named John, I'll say, hey, how's your husband, Bruce? If they answer back, oh, he's fine, da-da-da-da, it's a confirmation. I think that we each have to become a little more creative in checking these things out because, yes, it could be someone who hasn't connected with you for a while, but more than likely, that person you're talking about or the person who messengered me would probably pick up the phone or text me if they were really trying to reach me for any particular reason. Your story, my experiences, 
all talk about the idea that we each need to be a little more attentive and aware, particularly when it involves Facebook, internet, texts, and email. Yeah, it's a shame that this is what people spend their time with, but it is what it is, and we have to be aware, especially the older folks, because scams like this are targeted to us older folks. Uh, I didn't lose any money, thank God, and I've made the the authorities aware of it, and right. uh, they want to prevent this from happening to anybody else, and that's why I wanted to come on your show and tell my story. I so appreciate that. I'm going to summarize that if something like that happens to a listener, whether you're in New Mexico or another state, to contact your state attorney general, contact the FCC, and let them guide you what other authorities to connect to. Always ask more questions. Do more research, especially if it comes through email or online, to be sure that the people who are contacting you, even if it sounds really good, that they're legitimate. Most of the time, much like with social security scams, much of the time, if they're asking for your social security number or they're asking for your bank account information, that is a big red flag. We can bust them. We can, each of us individually can make a difference with these scam or spam attempts by doing due diligence and by not falling for it and taking a little extra time because it sounds really good. And I'm sure you'll get another modeling gig that is legit. And until then, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today to share your story and for being our fabulous announcer. Thank you. My pleasure, by the way. Thank you, Duchess. Thank you, Don. little PS about scam and spam, I really want to encourage all of us to pay more attention because rather than them being random or infrequent, or if you're someone who thinks nobody's going to scam or spam me, I hardly do any business online, you're wrong. It is on the rise. It's no longer an occasional in convenience. In fact, the FBI has reported 19,000 complaints just related to tech support scams during the first half of this year. And almost half of those victims, you guessed it, were over the age of 60. Now, I consider myself pretty savvy when it comes to spotting something that is a scam or a spam in text or email. Yet last month, I got duped. I was on Facebook and I saw an ad for Clarks.com summer shoe sale. I followed the link to the website, had the typical Clarks logo, bunch of the styles I'm familiar with because I've ordered before and some new ones, and I placed my order. I got an order confirmation email, I got a tracking email, and of course they charged my card. In about a week, I checked in on the tracking and it said it was in process, which didn't surprise me since it's coming from the United Kingdom. But two weeks later, when I hadn't gotten any further notice, I followed up on the tracking link. And sure enough, the tracking link, the email connection, (laughs) and the website were dead ends. I had been duped. Fortunately for me, my Discover Card company did an investigation and then reimbursed me the charge that I placed. But this is not random. And what did we learn from my story or from Don's story? Well, 
you just need to pay more attention because they are not only impersonating websites, casting directors, and now they're even doing banking and government agencies to try and get your attention and your money. And I'm sure most of us has had one of those emails from a relative stuck in a foreign country needing help. So please send money or gift cards quickly. Trust me, the government is not going to ask you to wire money or gift cards to any foreign accounts. So if you get an email or a text that seems suspicious, trust your gut, it probably is. Therefore, what you have to do, check the source. If it's an email, check the sender address. It might say it's from PayPal or Amazon or even your bank. But if you go up to the sender's email address, you'll see that it's a very odd address. If you get that kind of a yellow flag, then what I suggest is you go to that agency source website on a different link, get a phone number, contact them, check it out. Never click on a link or a phone number in a suspicious email or text if you don't feel confident. One final step, If you feel you've been duped or scammed, please contact the authorities and let them know. Because to quote Howard Beale, we are mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. This was a very full episode and lots of information that I hope turns into inspiration, including being inspired to share this podcast with a friend or neighbor, someone you care about. The podcast is available free on any of your favorite streaming platforms. I want to bring your attention to two important dates coming up before we close out. This Saturday, October 7th, is Ageism Awareness Day. Now, I don't know about you, but I have become much more aware of my age this year, and I'm doing everything I can to navigate that and appreciate that, including finding inspiration in a recent episode of the TV show Virgin River on Netflix. And one of the older characters said, quote, I always felt pressured to hold on to my youth. Then one morning I woke up. Why am I torturing myself? Everyone gets to be young, but not everybody is lucky enough to grow old, end quote. Well, that really rocked my boat, and I have been thinking about that ever since. And so maybe that will provide you some support. And then on Tuesday, October 10th, it is Mental Health Day, an important day to have awareness about taking care of one's mental health, including perhaps disconnecting a bit from social media. And if you need more information about that, you can contact takeabreaknm.org because social media can be a place to connect, find support, be creative, but at the same time, it can also lead us to comparison or perfectionism and even isolation. So sometimes you just need to take a break. So find yourself a way to do that for self-care. And if it is more than just social media overload, then please call or text to 988 and ask to speak with someone. And this is 24-7, 365 days of the year. Someone who can help with emotional or mental health or substance abuse crisis. Always in an emergency, you can dial 911. Wow, what an episode. So thank you for your patience and sticking around with me. And I look forward to reconnecting with you, refreshing with you. And next week, 
rewiring. Our show is sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. You can contact that department by calling 1-800-432-2080 or online at www.aging.nm.gov. Our original music is written by New Mexico's own Lydia Clark. Join us next week on your favorite streaming platform. Till then, remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. We've got information and inspiration.